Welcome to New Community. Hey guys, how are you doing? My name is Catherine. If you don't know me, um, I graduated from Bruford not too long ago. Loved it. I was on ATA, American Theatre Arts, for those of you that didn't know. Um, and I, I had a great time at Bruford. And now I work for an organisation called Fusion. And basically what I do is I look after the drama schools in the UK. I connect them to local churches. Um, and I just help drama students navigate drama school life because it can be a bit tough. Um, so that's what I do. And I, I love it. I love drama students. Um, so, what we are talking about this evening is the adventure of telling people about Jesus. It's going to be fun. Now, if you're not a Christian here, you can breathe. It's okay. <laughs> this talk is for you too. I haven't forgotten you. Don't worry. <laughs> you never know. One day, you might be a part of this family sharing Jesus with us. Crazier things have happened. There was a time not too long ago that if you had told me that I would be on this stage telling people to tell the world about Jesus, I would have laughed, you would have laughed, and then I would have thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to audition for some awful plays when I graduate Bruford. Seriously. But this isn't a play, this is definitely life. So I challenge you, as someone once challenged me, give Jesus a chance tonight. Give him a chance to introduce himself to you. I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that he changed my life. But no pressure at all. You're just welcome to be here with us and keep coming week after week. Just come and be part of this family. You are so welcome here, whether you believe in him or not. So let's go. New year, every year, I pray and I ask God what he has to say about that next year of my life. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, that we know a God who's alive who can speak to us, who cares so much about us that he wants to be intimately involved in our lives. So I felt that God was saying that this year, 2018, would be my year of boldness, a year of stepping through fear to find freedom, more life in Jesus. And, and so far, it has been. So thanks for that one, Jesus. Nice one. Um, and the, the reality is, um, for the majority of my life, I've been held by a whole load of different fears. Before I became a Christian, I was terrified of death, my future not making it as an actor. I was terrified of aeroplanes, of deep water, the world ending, becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> the list, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And when I became a Christian, Jesus instantly and miraculously freed me from a lot of those fears, which is what he does. And he can do that for you tonight. I believe that. I really believe that for you. If you are a fearful person, God can free you from fears tonight. However, Jesus didn't free me from all of my fears. There, there were some that were definitely left and I had to walk through them with him over time. And, and I know that God doesn't want me to be held by fear and by worry because we can see it all over the Bible. I mean, in Joshua 1, it says... Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41. Do not fear, for I am with you. Matthew 6. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That is so true. So this year, 
I've really been determined to conquer my fears, to find more life and more freedom in Jesus. And one of the fears that I knew, I knew I had to overcome because it, it really was a crippling fear. And that was my fear of roller coasters. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't like roller coasters. Oh, no, no. Just the thought of maybe going on a roller coaster would make me feel physically sick. My heart would start to pound. My palms would start to sweat. I'd feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I was going to die, really. Um, I hated roller coasters. And now I knew that I wasn't scared of roller coasters because I was afraid that I would die on one. Because death was one of the fears that Jesus instantly and miraculously freed me from when I became a Christian. So I wasn't scared of the potential of a sudden death. I knew that wasn't it. And what I realized is that I was scared of roller coasters because I'm scared of not being in control. I'm scared of the unknown. And I don't really trust God with my life. And now, in my opinion, that's a little bit more serious <laughs> than a roller coaster fear. <laughs> so I knew I had to overcome it. And luckily, I have friends that enjoy making me really uncomfortable. So they took me to Thorpe Park. <laughs> and queuing for the first ride, I was getting so frustrated with God. I was like, come on, God. I thought you said you'd take my fear away. Like, isn't that what you do? Like, I take one step, you take the fear away so that then I can do the thing that you're asking me to do. Like, isn't that how this thing is supposed to work? Like, where are you? Why have you left me alone? Maybe it's because you don't want me to go on the ride. Yeah, that's what it is. You, you don't really want me to do this. I've made the wrong decision, right? I'm going home, right? See you later, guys. And my friends are like, no, 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 no. Come back here. You're definitely getting on this ride. You've made it this far. You're getting on. And I was like, okay, okay. So I took one shaky step after another. And I sat down on the ride and I pulled the seat restraint down and right before the ride left I said to the ride attendant wait 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 can, can you check that this is on right like have I done it upright like is this okay am I completely secure are we ready to go and they look at me and they're like yeah you're so fine like it's all right go and I was catapulted into oblivion and I hyperventilated. I wasn't freed from my fear, I hyperventilated, but I did it, I went on it. And around the last loop, around the last loop, I did feel a tiny flash of fun, a little break in my fear. I did, I did. Now, if you are a Christian here today, have you ever, have you ever found yourself treating God like I treated the ride attendant, like, wait, 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 God, I'm not ready to tell people about you. I'm not ready to share my faith. I, I haven't read the whole Bible. I don't know all the answers to all the questions. And Jesus, people, Jesus, did you know that people have been executed for sharing their faith? <laughs> and I, I know, obviously, I'm not going to get literally executed <laughs> in Sidcup. But I might be socially executed and I'm not ready for that. So no, thank you. Not today, Jesus. And God looks at you with eyes full of love. And he says, you're so fine. <laughs> All right, go. 
and we catapulted into life and it's terrifying and it's awkward to begin with and with each new friendship and situation and conversation we feel a new wave of fear and nerves but after a while after a while we do start to experience those tiny flashes of fun those breaks in our fear the more I made an active decision to step out through my fear the more I felt fear leave it is scary to take Jesus up on his invitation, to say yes and to go for it and share our faith. But the more we do it, the easier it will get. If you've got a Bible on you, feel free to turn to Matthew 4. If you don't, don't worry, it will pop up on the screen behind me and you can read along. So Matthew 4. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and I will make you fishers of men immediately they left their nets and followed him so Jesus is walking along the shore of the sea of Galilee and he spots Peter and Andrew out on the water in their fishing boat doing what they've always done throwing their nets into the water and then pulling them up, hopefully full of fish. These are the brothers that grew up on the water with their dad, learning the trade that they thought they would do for their entire lives. And Jesus knows this about them. He knows that fishing is their everything and yet still he calls out to them and says, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Stop what you're doing. Leave it all behind and follow me. And Peter and Andrew, they hear the call of Jesus and immediately they drop their nets. They make their way to the shore. They step out the boat, leaving everything they've ever known behind to take Jesus up on his invitation of adventure. Jesus' call to them was a call to reorient their lives around him, to live for something more than fishing. They stepped out on the promise that the adventure he was inviting them into was better than the life they were living. Jesus' call to us is the same every day of our lives too. When I got to Thorpe Park, I didn't feel like getting on a roller coaster. Everything in my body screamed, don't do it, you idiot, go home. But I didn't let those feelings stop me. I, I wasn't held by the fear. Instead, I looked to Jesus Trusting in him, knowing that I, I needed to step through my fear, not be held by my feelings, to find freedom, to find more life in him. You will never randomly wake up one morning and feel bold enough to tell someone that you're a Christian. You will never randomly wake up one morning and feel bold enough to share your faith for the first time. Boldness doesn't just appear out of nowhere, unfortunately. <laughs> And we know this because Galatians 5 tells us the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And now these are basically the things that when you become a Christian um, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, which is just the presence of God, um, and as you walk with Jesus and you, and you grow and you're continually filled with the Holy Spirit, these, these things, Galatians tells us, will, will be produced in you and will grow in you. And now you might notice um, that, um, yeah, 
Unfortunately, boldness isn't one of them. (laughs) I was really upset to find that out (laughs) because it meant that as much as I prayed, come Holy Spirit, come and fill me with boldness. Yeah, come now, Lord. Come and make me bold. It was actually on me too. It was on me. That to become bold, I actually needed to exercise boldness. Boldness is a choice. It's an act of obedience. It's not a fruit of the spirit. You need to choose to be bold. And the beauty of knowing Jesus, the beauty of knowing him is that that we really don't need to be held by our feelings. We don't need to be held back by fear. We don't need to bow to our feelings because we know that they aren't the truth. The more you share your faith, the easier it will get. Let's go back to Matthew 4 for a minute. Let's look at Jesus. Really look at him. Do you notice that he doesn't force the disciples to follow him? He, he just invites them. The story doesn't go like this. Then Jesus swam out to the boat. He tipped it over with supernatural strength. He then whipped out some handcuffs, put them on the disciples, yanked them back to shore saying, now you have to follow me. You're stuck with me for the rest of your life. No, no. Jesus didn't do that. He said, come with me. If you want to, come with me. He invited them and he did this so that the brothers could learn to invite others into knowing Jesus in the same way they were invited. Not to force people or coerce them into the gospel, no. But just to say, you're welcome if you want. You can come on this adventure too. There's enough room for you. And for your friend too. He invites them so that they can learn how to invite. And what I also love about Jesus is that he doesn't do this. He doesn't go, hey, Peter, Andrew, yeah, hi, um, yeah, do you believe in me? Great, well done. Yeah, nice, nice one. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing. Just stay in your boat, stay out on the water. But um, yeah, could you start praying for me? Like, just stay right there. Just pray for me. No, no, that's fine. Just stay there. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm going to go tell the next boat to do the same thing. Jesus doesn't do that. He calls out to them and he says, you, I will make you a fisher of men. Come with me. You, come with me. Let's go together. And I think this is the point, if you're a Christian here, that Jesus would come and challenge us. And and it's a bit uncomfortable. (laughs) Because the reality is, for for a lot of us here, we pray for our friends that they would know Jesus. We pray for our workplaces, for our families, for our university campuses, for our drama schools. We pray for them. And, And that is good. We should pray. Prayer is really powerful. I'm sure if you're not a Christian here, you can ask all the Christians if they have answers to prayer and, and they will tell you hundreds of stories of how God has come through. Prayer is powerful. To be in a relationship with someone, you have to talk to them and that's what prayer is between you and God. But what we forget, what we tend to forget, is that when Jesus called you, when he called me, when he called all of us, he said, you, I will make you a fisher of men. I want to use you to tell people about joy, to tell people about peace, to tell people about freedom, I want to use you to bring reconciliation, redemption, and restoration to this broken world. I want to use you to fish people out of the sea of hopelessness, 
and into my love and into the light. You, I want to use you. You have a part to play. You are blessed to be a blessing. You have been invited so that you can invite. But Jesus doesn't force us into anything. He doesn't make us do anything. You don't have to tell people you're a Christian. You don't have to share your faith. We know that. Jesus loves you because he loves you. There's nothing you can do to change that. There's nothing you can do to change his mind. (laughs) You can't do anything wrong that will make him love you any less. You can't do anything right that will make him love you more. But you get to. You get to share your faith. You get to go on this adventure. Don't you want to play a part in transforming the world? Don't you want to play a part in seeing more of God's kingdom on earth? Don't you want to take up his invitation of adventure, of a life that is alive, living as close to him as possible, working with him, where each day it's a new adventure, a new thing? To do that, you have to say yes. You have to step out your boat. You have to be willing to live a life that is open to interruption, to disruption, to change. You have to be willing to step out your boat again and again and again. You have to give it a go. And I think most of us in here would agree. We'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I should definitely do that. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, But how? How do we actually do that? Like, what what is this actually going to look like when we leave here um, tonight? Um, When we wake up in the morning? What what does this look like for our lives? And it's going to look different for everyone because we all have different friends and families and workplaces. We all have different stories and personalities. Um, So, of course, it's going to look different because Jesus isn't a script. He's not a formula. I can't give you three points to... (laughs) to say. (laughs) That's not how it works. Jesus in everything he is, is an invitation to explore, to discover, to question. Jesus isn't a full stop. He's a dot, dot, dot. (laughs) He always invites questions. Actually, throughout the Bible, Jesus himself asks over 300 questions, but he only answers three directly. He only answers three. And that, that is massively freeing. That means we can, we can all breathe <laughs> and relax because we don't need to know all the answers to all the questions. That's not what we're meant to be doing. That, that's not what Jesus did. So if we're not trying to convince people or win an argument or answer questions really well, what, what are we doing? Like, what, what, what are we actually doing? And it comes back to the thing that Jesus was like, if you only remember one thing that I ever say, Like, you only remember one thing. Make it this thing, because this is actually the most important thing. Just just remember this thing. Really get this thing. And it's the greatest commandment in Matthew 22. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our priority is to love God, but to actually love him and need him in our lives. We should be living lives that don't make sense without Jesus. We need to lay all of our cards on his table. We need to put all of our eggs in his basket. We need to risk everything for Jesus. You should be able to tell the story of what God is doing in your life right now. Not just what God did when you first became a Christian and how much he 
dramatically changed your life. But the story of right this second, what's God doing in your every day? Does he make a difference? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. And then our priority is to love people, genuinely love people with no agenda. Because we know that when we sit opposite someone, we're sitting opposite one of God's own masterpieces. We believe that every human was created by God. You were crafted with precision and with care. You are a person who is no accident, no coincidence, no mistake, no mistake. God knows you better than you know yourself. He made no mistake when he led you here tonight and he made no mistake when he helped you breathe your first breath. He loves you more than anyone could with no strings attached. And the same is for your friends. So let's love them like that. Let's love them like we know that is true for them because it is. And it is. And the reality is the most loving thing we can do for our friends, our colleagues, our families is tell them about Jesus because he's changed your life, hasn't he? Why wouldn't you tell them? Why wouldn't you tell them about your best friend? Of course you would. We tell them about Jesus, knowing the person in front of us, offering them the good news, not in a script, not as a formula, not as a tokenistic throwaway line, but knowing the person in front of us, knowing their situation, their circumstance, what they're going through, offering them the good news tailor-made for them, for what they're going through, not with a full stop at the end, not to force them into it, not to say, well, that's what I think, take it or leave it. No, but with a dot, 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 with an invitation of Let's talk about it. Let's explore. Let's question. Tell your friends you went to church on a Sunday. That's an easy way. Tell them what the talk was about, but don't stop there. Tell them what God is doing right now in your life, how he's changing your every day, and then offer to pray with them, not just for them, but with them. And tell them about the cross. Tell them why. It's really good news for them. And now... This is probably the point that if you're not a Christian in this room, you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> hold up. You're telling me that you're telling people to tell me about Jesus and about all this good news stuff. But why is it actually good news? Because I've heard about this cross thing. It sounds like a lot of death, a lot of blood, a lot of like not nice stuff. That doesn't really sound like good news to me. No one's really told me the good news clearly. So can you tell me the good news? I hope that's what you're saying if you're not a Christian here. <laughs> and the good, news, the good news is a story that changed my life. It changed my life. It saved my life. Like, I'm not actually sure I would be alive today if someone hadn't told me the good news. And the good news is that God created the world. He painted the sky and he put the stars in it. He numbered the stars. Then he made you. And the same way that he numbered the stars, he's numbered every single hair on your head. He knows you. He knows everything about you and he loves you. But we chose to sin, which is a bit of a weird word, but it basically means that, that we messed up. <laughs> 
We haven't always got things right. And you know, you know if you're here today that you haven't lived a perfect life. We've all messed up sometimes, somewhere, somehow. We, we know that's true if we're being honest. And we can try really hard now to be a good person. Um, and we can do lots of good, amazing things. And we can help lots of people. And that is really great. But it doesn't really change the fact that we mess up and we continue to mess up, does it? It doesn't. And, and God knows this. So he sent his son, Jesus, to earth as a baby, a vulnerable baby. And although he was God, he didn't grow up in a castle. He didn't grow up in riches. No, he chose to grow up in absolute poverty. In absolute poverty. And he lived a spotless life, unlike us. He, he never did anything wrong. He, he never messed up. He never hurt anyone. He was fully God and fully human. And, and that means he, God knows what it feels like to stub your toe. <laughs> he knows what it feels like to be really hungry. And he also knows what it feels like to lose a friend that's, that's really dear to you. He knows what it feels like to grieve. And although he never did anything wrong, he was betrayed by those closest to him. And he was whipped and beaten and mocked and spat at and ultimately nailed to a cross. And on that cross, he hung completely innocent. Completely innocent. And he took everything we ever, ever did wrong, all the darkness in the world on himself and he breathed his last breath but that's not the end of the story because three days later he rose again defeating death defeating sin defeating darkness giving us the gift of life giving us the gift of life and now this is where the story gets crazy like this is this is this is crazy it means that we don't have to be a good person. We don't have to try really hard not to be an idiot <laughs> all the time. We don't have to do that because Jesus is offering us life as a gift. Not, not as something you can work for, be good enough for, not as something you can des deserve or earn. No, 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 no. But as a gift that you have to choose to take. And when you choose to take it, not only can you know that you're going to heaven that you're not going to die. You can be free from the fear of death. Not only that, but you can know that you are going to live every day from today with Jesus, in friendship with him, going on adventures with him, living life with him. That is good news, not just for the day when you breathe your last breath, but for today, for right now, for this second. And you have a choice today. If you're not a Christian, you can make that choice today. You can give your life to Jesus right now in this moment in your heart. Like right now, if you want to. But it's your choice. No one's going to force you into doing it. No one's going to make you do it. It's between you and God. But today could be that day for you. And if you've already given your life to Jesus, you also have a choice to make. You have a choice to make today whether you're going to take Jesus up on his invitation of adventure or not. Whether you're going to step out and be bold or not. 
you have that choice to make. Now, let's just be real for a second before, um, before we close. I know that as we learn to step out in boldness, as we give this a go, we might bottle it <laughs> and we will um, make mistakes and we'll have days when we want to swim back to that boat as fast as we can, jump on board and hide under a blanket and say, go away, Jesus. No, not today. We'll have those days. And Jesus knows that. He's not going to tell you off. He's not like that. He will, as always, invite you to get up. Come on, get out your boat again. Come on, come with me, Catherine. That's what he's like. That's what he's like. And, and just before we finish, I'm going to tell you a story of something that happened to me a few months ago. So a few months ago, um, I was having one of those mornings. You know those mornings um, when you don't want to talk to anyone? You know when you're like, oh, like I really just hope I don't bump into anyone. And then you jump on the rush hour train and you see someone you know and you both sigh because you know you've got to talk to each other for the whole journey. You're like, no. So I was having one of those mornings and I actually prayed... <laughs> God, please let the train be empty. Um, and I got on the train and it was empty. I was like, yes, thank you, God. And I stroll down the aisle to my seat and I sit down and I take my Bible out and I start flicking through the pages. Um, and then two minutes before the train leaves, this woman jumps on and she looks really flustered and my heart drops. And I'm like, oh no, 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 please don't sit next to me. It's fine, Catherine, the whole carriage is empty. There is no way she'll sit, okay, she's sitting next to you, okay. That's what's happening in your life right now. Great, nice one. And I did the only thing um, that I knew to do. I put my headphones on and I turned my back on her and I looked out the window. <laughs> I didn't even smile at her. <laughs> and... The train leaves the station. Five minutes later, I feel this vigorous tapping on my shoulder. And I'm like, what? The ticket person coming around already. And I turn around. There's no ticket person. But this woman, this woman is in floods of tears. And she's motioning for me to take my headphones off. Um, and so I, I do. I take them off. And she's like, are you a Christian? And I was like, yep. Mm -hmm. I am a Christian. She's like, do you pray? And I was like, Sometimes, yes, I do pray. <laughs> what's going on? Like, what's, what's going on? Why, why are you crying? And so we spent the next two hours chatting and, and um, crying, and I prayed with her. And, and this was her story. She was on her way to a friend's funeral who had died very suddenly in their 20s. That's a massive part of my story. <laughs> I became a Christian because one of my friends died very suddenly in their 20s. And before they died, um, they saw a vision of heaven. <laughs> and that got me looking into all this Jesus stuff and trying to figure out whether I believed in it or not. And so I was able to sit um, opposite this woman. And I was able to tell her my story. And I was able to tell her the good news of Jesus tailor-made for the little I knew about her. That the only way I got through my grief, the only way I saw life past my circumstances and hope in the darkness was in Jesus. That, that's the only way. And I was able to tell her that because that is the truth in my life. That's why the good news is, is good news to me. It's not a script. It's not a formula. It's not something I've learned. It's something I've lived. It's something I know. And <laughs> before she got off the train... I asked her why she sat next to me 
Because I was like, that was a pretty weird thing to to do, and and you seem like quite a normal person. (laughs) Not really the type to bypass all social cues and sit next to me when there's so many free free seats. And, And she took out her ticket, and she showed me her ticket was reserved for next to mine. <laughs> Probably two of the only reserved tickets on the entire train. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, and when she got off the train, I had one more stop to go, and I didn't pick up my stuff to start prepping again for work. I just sat laughing <laughs> and crying because I, I thought that my morning would be better without adventure. I thought I'd have a more successful morning without sharing Jesus. I thought that's what I wanted. (laughs) But Jesus knew to say, no, come on, Catherine. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are invited so that you can invite. This is more important than any work you will ever do. This is the most important thing because it is people's lives on the line. It's people's lives. So come on, don't be held back by fear. Don't be held back by fear. The last roller coaster that I queued for, I turned to my friends and I said, you know what, guys, I don't feel scared. And I didn't, I really didn't feel scared. And I got on the ride, I sat down, I pulled the seat restraint down, I didn't abuse the ride attendant, and we started to incline, I kept my eyes open, and as we went round the first loop, I lifted my hands up, something I thought I'd never be able to do on a roller coaster, and I said, this is amazing, because it, it was amazing. I'd been freed from a fear, and, and I conquered that fear, not because it was easy, not because I wanted to, I definitely didn't want to get on that roller coaster, but because I put myself in a position where I had to look fear dead in the eyes and then I stepped into it and then through it. And that's what Jesus wants for your relationship with him. He wants you to get to a place where you are totally free. Where sharing your faith isn't awkward, it's not weird, it's not scary. It's just life. It's just normal. Of course, you're going to tell people you're a Christian and what God's doing because he's this close. He's here with us. He's not a distant God. He makes a difference. He wants you to get to a place in your relationship with him where you can walk through life with your hands in the air like this, knowing that he's in control. That's not on you. He loves your friends more than you do. He cares about them way more than you ever could. This is an adventure that you get to go on, not a burden that you have to carry. It's an adventure you get to go on. So the question today is, are you going to take Jesus up on his invitation of adventure, whether you're a Christian or not? Are you going to take him up on his invitation of adventure? If you are a Christian, you can make a decision tonight. To say, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to step out in boldness for the first time. I'm going to tell someone about my faith. I'm going to share what God is doing in my life right now. And I'm going to pray for opportunities in a moment. (laughs) And I know God, (laughs) so they will come. Um, And you will have um, a choice to make this week. There will be a time when you're like, ah, yes, I see the invitation. I feel terrified. (laughs) I don't want to go for it but I'm going to try. And and you'll have that decision to make. I know God. I know what he's like. And if you're not a Christian, today could be the day that you get on that roller coaster for the first time. 
Today could be the day that you decide that you want to live for Jesus, that you want to put your trust in him, that you don't want to be held by shame and guilt and fear anymore. You want to live a life that's full of adventure, that's full of life, that's full of hope, that's full of freedom, that's full of joy. You can make that decision today to give your life to Jesus right now. And if you do, please tell someone, tell, tell someone you came with, tell someone on the host team, tell me, so that I can pray with you, that they can pray with you. It's really important that they do. Um, and they can get you knitted into this family, because that's what we are with family. We want to help you get to know Jesus and figure out what life with him's like. Can I invite you all to close your eyes and I'm going to pray um, for everyone. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are alive. That You're not a distant God that's up in the clouds, far away, don't care about us. God, you are God with us, intimately involved in our lives. I thank you, Lord, that you are here today, you're here tonight. And I thank you that you have new things lined up for us, new adventures, new life, new hope, new freedom. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that knows you. I pray that this week you'll give them opportunities, that this evening you'll give them opportunities, that tomorrow morning you'll give them opportunities, and that when they see them, when they have that choice in front of them, they will make a decision to be bold, to step out, and to share you. And Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that doesn't know you, that wouldn't call themselves a Christian. Lord, I thank you that they're here. I thank you that they've given you a go. And Lord, I just pray for them right now. Right now, that you would be introducing yourself to them, that you'll be doing something in their heart. That they might be feeling a little bit different now than when they came in. But they're like, this, this, this feels a bit, a bit different. God, I pray that you just give them the courage to just step out and say, you know what, I might not understand everything. I might not have all the answers to all, all my questions, but God, that they would give you a shot. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you're good. We love you, Jesus. In your precious name. Amen.